podcast, Greater Than Yourself, Season 3. Do you have an idea for an episode or question for John and Fred? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. And we just won't know which side we're going to end up on until we actually record. <laughs> this is going to be a nail biter. <laughs> it's a real cliffhanger. Uh, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. It's like a whodunit. You get to solve yeah. a mystery while listening this to like this episode. It's like murder she wrote. Exactly. So, on that note, <laughs> welcome back to yeah. a podcast greater than yourself. I am John Barleycorn. And I am Fred. And with us today is our friend, B. Good morning. Welcome. How are you? Thanks. I um I didn't want to be here. I didn't choose to be here. But um <laughs> so that's a good to a great start. <laughs> yep. But um Bill instead of calling his sponsor went and went and helped another alcoholic mm. and well fuck, here I am at seven o'clock in the morning talking to you guys. <laughs> Perfect. So today did you know today's his birthday? Is that yeah. Today's how, ter- how terribly unexciting. <laughs> I think it was yesterday, but yeah. Is it yesterday? Okay, I don't know. I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. I saw a few lame I, I memes on Instagram. <laughs> like a couple really terrible memes uh, mentioned yeah. it being his birthday. So uh, I think maybe yesterday? I don't know. You can always trust bad memes. Uh, right. I saw one that was you know, one of those like junkie accounts. Like, I'm such a junkie. <laughs> it's every meme. I'm it's a junkie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, cool. And it's like, and why? Why do they call this a recovery meme? <laughs> All you talk about is stealing stuff from Home Depot while blacked out. I'm just like, how does this have anything to do with recovery? <laughs> or like, or or um, or hooking up with girls in rehab. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are the two. Um, the two mainstays of that milieu of recovery memes. <laughs> and on that topic, <laughs> today's episode is aptly titled Recovered. What is it called? <laughs> I was like, wait, are you pausing? Is it for versus? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. versus. Versus. Okay, yeah, okay. It's like a UFC fight. Yeah. Recovered. And in this corner. Yeah, recovered versus recovering. Um, and our guest, B, I feel probably has a whole lot to say on that, given some conversations that we've had uh, in the not-too-distant past. But if you would, I would like to start with a reading, a pretty short reading, relatively. Uh, yes. B, B, if you'd like to do the reading for us, uh, it's the first page of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, colloquially referred to as the title page. If you just want to read that, I think that might clear up some stuff. Yeah, thanks. So right on the title page, Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. All right, cool. Perfect. (laughs) Good episode. (laughs) Done. Cue the outro music. (laughs) There we go. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, 
It's a it's a point of profound confusion in AA meetings, though, isn't it? Yeah, and um, and since I come from a background of NA, it seems to be even more so. Like I've mm-hmm. never heard a single person introduce themselves as a recovered addict, mm-hmm. and it's bizarre because we have a preamble that is entitled "We Do Recover." <laughs> So if we do, then surely we have some evidence. No one's ever so. done it. That's the thing. <laughs> That's well, the, oh, it's too long. <laughs> Who's got time for that? Who's got time? Seventy-five page workbooks or whatever they're doing over there. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But yeah, the truth is that we do recover, and the twelve steps gets us a relationship with a higher power, a God. And the obsession to drink, the obsession to use is gone. And voila, here we are, fucking recovered and shit. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's not really a difficult, um, it's not a difficult subject to talk about. Like, it does happen. <laughs> yeah. I am recovered. You are recovered. We do recover. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck are we going to talk about for the next hour? I, no, I was about to go off on something, but I, I, my, Green tea <laughs> brought up a burp. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I think the main, the main issue here is that many, many people don't know what alcoholism is. And, right. and, um, I, I almost I, lately in, in my head, like when I've been thinking about this, when I'll think about ideas for episodes or I'll think about, stuff I heard someone say in a meeting or someone who got really angry on one of our Instagram accounts. Um, and I'm, and I'm kind of thinking about like, okay, well, first off, you know, like what a, you know, what a sad place to be that like, you know, hearing someone say meetings aren't part of the program AA and you can recover without meetings. And to hear that said and and have it make you so angry that you like tell somebody to, to go fuck themselves, you know, it's like, what a sad, sad place that you have to be in to, to feel that way and to act on it. Um, but also I think it speaks to like a deeper, uh, more hurtful sadness. That's like fellowship wide, you know, that's like. Nobody like people are so dead set on meetings being the solution to their problem that they are totally unwilling to hear that there's a different solution. There's an actual solution. There's a substantive solution, a way of life, a set of of guy like a guide that you can follow to achieve a specific thing. And that's what you're talking about when you say like, okay, we're recovered. But you know, on page thirty, it talks about how well i happen to have a book right here <laughs> andy we we just so me and uh, b were in a meeting together last night and we just actually read from this uh so it says we learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics this is the first step in recovery the delusion that we are like other people or presently maybe has to be smashed and the reason that comes to mind is that um, if I if I don't know how to do that, if I don't know how to, you know, 
understand the difference between me and other people, then uh, recovery is moot, you know? Like it, like, it starts there. You know, this is the first step in recovery. First step in recovery is understanding who the person is that the program is for, right? So if I haven't done that, like, of course I am going to get angry because I'm unhappy and you're introducing yourself as you're a recovered person, you know? Because my concept of alcoholism is uh, my life's shit and I used to drink and now I don't. But my alcoholism makes me selfish, and I am just a selfish alcoholic. Like everything is alcoholism, you know. Mm. Instead of like, yeah, what this book talks about is that alcoholism is a very specific thing. There's these a couple symptoms, and both of those can be completely eliminated, and that's called recovered. And all the other stuff is called defect of character, and those things um, block us from that recovery. But once we have that initial experience and we're physically removed from alcohol and the desire to drink and that delusional obsession that somehow someday I'll figure out how to drink, you know, normally, once that's removed, we're fucking recovered. And then we have a guide by which we can work on getting out of God's way with the rest of those character defects every day. And that's, it's a different thing. It's not, you know... I'm, I'm perfect. I've, I'm cured of life. You know what I mean? But when you conflate life with alcoholism, of course you think you could never recover, right? Yeah. So I have a whole bunch of notes on, and they're straight out of the big book, how we recover and what it looks like. And I kind of don't want to talk about any of that because after what I've heard you say, maybe the better question is, can you be recovered and still be an asshole? you know like what is my alcoholism and what is just me being an asshole because if the root of my alcoholism is self and self-centeredness and a hundred forms of that then if the obsession to drink has been lifted if god has removed that then yeah am i still free to be an asshole in the world or will that affect that as well if I am recovered? Right. Does that make any sense? For sure. Yeah. And they, <clears throat> the reason that the book makes this hard shift at page 60 um, sometimes doesn't really click with someone when they're first going through the work, right? But yeah, they make this hard left turn and they stop talking about booze and they start talking about parts of self that block us. And they talk right. about... Yeah. Okay, what are we doing in step three? They illuminate like everything that step three isn't. They they illuminate self will run riot like so exquisitely in those three pages, two and a half pages, whatever. But what they're doing is they're talking about all people, right? All people yeah. can live this way. It says most people. It stops talking about alcoholics altogether until like a page and a half, two pages in, when it gives it the alcoholic as an example. It says you know, outlaw safe cracker, you know, like crooked politician, the alcoholic who thinks the world's against him. Like we're just one of these types of people, you know? So what we start looking at is all the things that are blocking us from having the experience that will effectively alleviate the symptoms of alcoholism. But Mm -hmm. the self thing that's at the base of that, I think it goes 
pretty pretty deep into it. Like if I have selfish motives, that will eventually lead to resentment and resentment will kill me. Like that's really what it gets love, into in the mid sixties. But what you did there is, is so, so perfect. Cause you said eventually, right. So it's like, right. um, the example I like to give sponsees is like, it's, so it says, um, it says that, uh, what is, what is the line about the dubious luxury of normal men? Um, uh, the grouch and the brainstorm. Yeah, the grouch the and the brainstorm. So the grouch and the brainstorm. So it's like um, I can have a like the tr- the transient fit of insanity, which is the definition of the um, the brainstorm from the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So I'm allowed to be a an asshole. Basically, let's we'll use B's term there. So I'm allowed to be an asshole. Um, and the the way I like to think of it is is if a if a diabetic eats a Snickers bar, do they automatically get their foot cut off? No. Like you might be able to get away with one Snickers bar and have no direct effect. Right. But if I repeat that behavior every day and I don't put anything in between it, what's going to happen eventually is that foot's getting cut off or there's some other Mm -hmm. thing that's going to show up. My diabetes will show up in some way. Right. It's the same thing with alcoholism. Can you have a resentment Absolutely. Like we don't, we are not free from resentment. We, we now have a way to deal with the thing that pops up, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in how it works. We are not saints. Like, I don't think this is about like ascending to some greater being. Um, this is simply about when these things crop up. So they absolutely will crop up. Mm -hmm. So selfishness, dishonesty, um, fear, all these things are going to crop up, but when they do, we have a way to deal with them, which is the same as, uh, checking my blood sugar and taking my insulin for a diabetic, right? It's like, so when, my my blood sugar crops up i have a way to deal with it and that allows me to live quote unquote recovered um and uh you know i i agree like uh john the way you started your whole thing was like it's just a misunderstanding yeah of the actual problem and it goes to for me to page 23 i mean it's like you could i literally opened the book and i was like just going through every page in the first like 35 <laughs> and it's like every page i was like i could have picked something off of every page right but it's like Uh, These observations would be academic and pointless if our friend never took the first drink, thereby setting the terrible cycle in motion, right? So it's like, um, you know, I'm recovered from my my needing to take the drink. Mm -hmm. The thing that causes me to mindlessly, potentially mindlessly pick up, because it goes on to say that even an alcoholic who drinks can't ever really tell you why, Mm -hmm. because they just did, you know? Yeah. and so I, I agree, you know, with, with both of you, um, it's, it's a complete misunderstanding of both the problem and also a misunderstanding of what it is that we're even trying to solve with the solution. Right. Because mm-hmm. again, this is not a, um, I'm just going to somehow ascend to this greater being. And now I don't have these problems anymore. I'm an asshole all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, but I have a 10th step and I have an 11th step. Um, and, uh, and I will tell you this, I, I definitely think about, others a lot more often um than i did you know 10 years ago sure and yeah the 10th and 11th step it says is about growing and understanding and effectiveness you know getting better at being out of the way getting better at thinking for others you know instead of myself all of this stuff is to grow and maintain to what does it say in bill's story to perfect and enlarge your spiritual condition, Mm. you know? Um, But once I'm physically removed from alcohol Mm -hmm. and I've done this work and the insanity of the first drink is gone, the desire to Mm -hmm. drink is removed, I'm as recovered as an alcoholic can be, you know? Yep. 
if I, and this is page 85 stuff, if I rest on that and I say, oh, this is great, which who, who of us has not like worked with some, like a sponsee who's done that, right? Where you get to a point and it's like, oh, it's yeah. cool. It's good. And then uh, I'm just not going to do 10, 11 or 12 at all. Like this right. is, this is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, thank you, God. Awesome, cool. Like, I'll check in with you, God. Uh, every time I'm backing out of the driveway on my way to work, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. And then it, 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 I don't even you think know. it's that. I don't even think it's that frequent. <laughs> right, yeah. And then you know, and then you see them like six months later, and you haven't talked to them the whole time, and they're at a meeting, and like you know, they don't share, they don't like approach anyone. But, you know, like they come up to you and you find out in the course of the conversation that you're still their sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, and it's like, you're still wow. my sponsor. oh, gosh, you, I, I, you seem really unhappy. <laughs> you know, it's like you're really struggling. And it's like, yeah, I get why you're struggling because, like, you got a taste of it and then you just walked away from the directions, the path that got you there, you know? Like, somebody talked about this yesterday in the meeting, too. Like, we we really, and we've talked about this a lot this season, we really learn all this stuff to teach it to other people. But in that same endeavor, like, we, we blast through one through nine, and then it's like, surprise, you're just going to do that forever. Just keep doing that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's really funny to be like, it's it's more sad than funny, but it's it's kind of humorous that like someone would have the experience of steps one through nine and then get to 10, 11 and be like, I got to keep doing that. That stuff that just changed my life forever. Fuck that. I'm not going to do that. Deepen my experience with this creator. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Of course, no one ever really consciously says it that way, but it's like your actions say that, you know, and it's. And it's uh, it's tragic, but it's also funny. It's just like, well, that worked so well. I'm done for good. <laughs> Never doing it again. Yeah, that is um, that is clearly stated in the forward to the second edition. To be a big to be a big book nerd for a second. Um, <laughs> it also indicated that strenuous mm. work. Fucking strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital to, here it comes, permanent recovery. Mm. Permanent recovery. Yeah. How great is that? So if you're not doing step 12, you're not in permanent recovery. Mm. It's pretty simple. Right. I think uh, the other way to look at it, too, is is the people who are kind of speaking about the recovering side of this and to me that's the um it's the push-ups in the parking lot crowd you know (laughs) it's the um you know uh i'm never recovered and they're i think their thinking behind it is is because i always have the allergy right so i'll always have the physical side of the disease Mm -hmm. and so that means that i'm i'm never i can never truly say that it's gone and i think the difference between the people who say recovered and the people who say recovering um well short of just like that's what their sponsor said but i think it's like uh the people who are saying recovering are equating it to the idea that they can't fix the physical side of the disease mm-hmm. right and so they don't feel right about saying yeah. um you know that i'm cuz i think recovered in, insinuates to them that uh that they've somehow you know fixed the problem 
you know, and, uh, and, but exactly what John was talking about is like, um, I'm put in a position of neutrality around alcohol. You know, I was thinking about it today. So I opened the refrigerator to get milk out to put it in my coffee. And in the spot where the milk is, uh, there's also a thing of ready whip. And there was a period <laughs> in my life where I was, I had an inability to not take that can out and do a whip it. Mm-hmm. Even though I was actively in Alcoholics Anonymous, even though I was, even though I had, had, you know, done some work, even though I went to AA meetings multiple times a day, mm-hmm. I had an inability to not take that can and do a whip it. Right. And so that is, is unrecovered, <laughs> you know, right. but today, while that thought crossed my mind, the thought didn't cross my mind. Like, Oh, I should do a whip it. The thought crossed my mind of like, wow, it's crazy that like, I never think to do whippets anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> that. Cause we just talked about it on a recent podcast. So I was like, it was in my brain. I was right. like, Oh my God, that's so funny that that's just there now. Whereas that used to be like a, a real problem, right. <laughs> you know, like used to be a real trigger, you know? Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and today it's not. And that's, that's, that's the clear distinction for me. Right. Um, but I think that crowd is like, well, yeah, but there's that, that whip it guy out in the parking lot doing pushups, always <laughs> just waiting for me to slip up, you know? And, uh, and it's just not been my experience since I've been recovered, since I've tapped into this infinite power that is God, since that power has flown in, into my, or since that power has, has, uh, has come into my life. Like, it's just not, it's just not been my experience that I've had any um, issue whatsoever with, uh, with anything as far as alcohol is related. Right. Wow. So you're saying that if you tap into an infinite power, <laughs> that power can solve all of your problems. Not just the alcohol problem either. Also wow. whipped cream. It has solved the whipped cream problem <laughs> as well. Wow. Although I do enjoy whipped cream on a hot fudge sundae. <laughs> okay. But that's a different thing you're saying. It's not Correct. just nangs that's, in a balloon. No, that's just my problem with, a, with sweets. God hasn't solved that problem yet. <laughs> I uh yeah that's that's so funny and what what an inconvenient thing to just like derail your day huffing nitrous oxide like just in the middle of the day <laughs> I remember doing that like in a sweltering kitchen and like you know, like one of those like brutally hot septembers in San Francisco and like um you know working in Soma at this little busy hot ass kitchen like on a Thursday at like one the chef just walks in with a box of fucking ready whip for something and me and the other cooks are just like you you wanna yeah we just like just bend down behind the line and just and then and then it's like oh like the second I breathe out I go oh this has ruined my day I've just <laughs> ruined my day now I'm just gonna have to like power drink in the middle of the day to get over this out of all of the beautiful drugs in the world, you choose to do nangs in a hot kitchen. That's like that's the insanity they're talking about in the book. Surely. Oh god! Yeah, and it's and it's so funny because it's like, you know, that's. I, I think you could probably argue. You could make the argument that we're way off track, but really, we're not because that was me on a day with nothing in my system, no right. allergy going on whatsoever. And no thought of getting fucked up until the chef walked in and just went, here, can you guys stock these in the tall boy? And I, and I was like, yeah, sure. 
Bleh, just like immediately started <laughs> inhaling. <laughs> it's just like no thought at all, no hesitation, no like mm, this might not, maybe right. you know what I mean. And I think at that point it had probably been, I had pro- probably hadn't done a whippet in like at least three or four years at that point. And it's so there's right. like there's no, but there's no connection. It's like last time I had done them, I you know <laughs> it was. Equally as unenjoyable, <laughs> you know. It's like this has fucked up my day, but uh, yeah, no, middle of work day. Let's do this. Sharp knives, hot grill. Let's go to town, dude. <laughs> but I don't live in a place where that is an option anymore. And when the book talks about that being removed, it's um like there's not there's not a lot of things that I like as deeply identify with in my life in general, as I do with the page 84 to 85 statements about neutrality around alcohol. Mm. And that's just like baseline for me today. Um, And I also know that (laughs) there are maybe one or two other things that I hear less frequently about in AA meetings than that. So of course there's confusion because nobody, it's like, it it seems like the bulk of AA doesn't know that like, uh, that can happen. Right. I'm sure that in the three and a half years that I was, you know, sober before, um, doing whippets, uh, (laughs) that they had read the 10 step promises at some meeting. Right. But, I have no recollection of it. Yeah. I don't remember ever hearing those words. And that's that's absolutely bizarre because most people that walk into AA are there because they want to stop drinking and stay stopped. Right. And what you've just talked about is the solution that we, at this point in our lives, we are recovered. We don't have to hide away from alcohol. We don't have to change our people, places, and things. That is the message that these people need to hear, right? And it's simply not being said in every single meeting. Right. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) From your lips to God's ears. Is that how that's... I don't know. This is what... This is the train wreck that happens when I try to use old lady aphorisms. Yeah, stick to the 1930s. <laughs> They're the, the, yeah. the 50s tough guy. 50s newsboy or whatever it is. <laughs> you know what really boils my ham? <laughs> here, here. Um, so another thing that kind of comes to mind with this is, is relapse a part of recovery? Mm. Is that, is that, or is that just a thing people say? <laughs> That can't, that doesn't sound right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. that people are like, death is part of life. You can't have the light without the dark. The yin to the yang. <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I'm not sure that, I kind of feel like they're opposed states of being. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're in relapse, you're not in recovery, right? Isn't that like just textbook? Yeah, I mean, you know, my whole thing with, with relapse is you can't, you know, you can't relapse if you've never recovered. Mm. So, 
so th- I think very few people have ever actually relapsed. Right. You know, like I think if one of us went out and drank, that would be a true relapse. Right. But I think what what what's the more common way to hear it? Um, I and and even the book I think confuses this because Jim, it says he relapses uh, half a dozen times in rapid succession. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, um, and it said again, it said like just not drinking is not being recovered from alcoholism. That's physical sobriety. Right. Right. Yes. So, um, you know, we believe that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you cannot, you cannot drink. You haven't even done the first step. Right. You know, yeah. uh, I saw somebody post on Facebook yesterday, you know, uh, as a lot of people I'm friends with on Facebook do like that they had, tw- you know, 20 years of, of recovery. And it was this whole big long thing. And all I thought of was John's grandmother <laughs> and how proud I am of her. You know, for not drinking for as long as she has, you know, but she doesn't have a problem with alcohol. So is is it the same? You know, it, again, it, everything it says so like uh, I really do believe that I've gotten to the root of the problems with alcoholics and honest. All comes back to the counting time thing. Like everything, I always just end up back at we count time, and that fucked it all up. Like, right. As soon as we started counting days, we fucked it up. Um, Absolutely. And uh, but um, you know if. Uh, if you have cancer and you go get and you and you do nothing for the cancer and you sit around doing nothing about your cancer for six months, but you know you have cancer and you go back to the doctor and the doctor says, "Yeah, you still have cancer," and you're like, "Fuck, I relapsed." It's like, no, asshole, you just had cancer the whole fucking time. Like right. you didn't relapse; you just had it this entire time. So you were always an alcoholic. You never recovered from the problem, right? Which is that I can't help but drink even when I shouldn't or don't want to. Um, and you never fix that problem. So of course you're going to drink, right? And so, uh, so to answer your point directly, um, no, relapse <laughs> is not a part of recovery. Um, and, uh, you don't have to relapse to get recovered. Um, you know, God does not make that. It's not one of the requirements like, okay, first we introduce you to it. Okay. Now go do it again. Okay. Now <laughs> you can come into the club. Right. You know, like, I mean, I think it is kind of the more common way to go, be, but that's again, spoken about at length in the book, because this program was not built for people who like scraped their knee when they fell off their bike after right. drinking three Bud Lights for the first time when they were 15 years old. Like that's right. not, this is built for people who are literally in the gutter who right. have tried everything else, right? We have tried every imaginable remedy, yeah. right? They couldn't even consider Alcoholics Anonymous. They had to go do a weekend retreat, read every book, you know, switch brands, switch this, go to hospitals, go do this, go do that. Until finally they're like, fuck it, let's give these annoying Alcoholics Anonymous people a chance. And they just had nothing left. Right. You know? So, okay, I'm off my soapbox. No, that's great. Brilliant soapbox. I love it. That is why it is so important to present the solution in meetings. Mm-hmm. Right. Because people have turned up who have tried everything in their human power to stop and stay stopped. And if they come in and hear good advice for non-alcoholics, it's not going to help them at all because it's all been tried. Right. That's why the importance to, yeah, share our experience Mm. of how we were fucked and how we did some work and how now we're like perfect spiritual beings. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, how we recovered. <laughs> you know, it reminds yeah. me 
again of that same bar where I was cooking um, when the uh, the whippet the whippet mistake let's call it and the whippet mistake occurred. Um, this bar where I worked was a pretty <laughs> notorious place. Live music seven nights a week. Um, well known if you're a drinker in San Francisco, you you know this bar, which is like most of San Francisco. Such a drinking city. Um, and I would be at other bars <clears throat> and people would be like, oh, oh, he works at that bar. And then, you know, five shots of Jameson on the house or whatever. Um, so it was that kind of place. But I remember being at my favorite bar and, you know, in the middle of the day when the real drinkers are there and sharing drinks, you know, like, you know, swapping stories with people. And this, this guy found out where I worked and he was like, ah, no beginners there. <laughs> it was just like, that was his line. Like no <laughs> beginners at that place. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, had, I hadn't thought about it. That's a really fine way to say what a shithole, dude. <laughs> like what a fucking <laughs> scuzz bucket that place is. Um, but that's what I, I, I can't help but think about that when you were talking, Fred. Um, like early AA was the no beginners <laughs> crew, mm -hmm. you know? What is it in yeah. the town where he says, this is the no fucking around crew like that. <laughs> That was that was early AA, like, and, and I think that that might be left out also to newcomers' detriment because the cloying, clawing desperation with which a lot of newcomers are met when they come into a meeting for the first time, um, while being very well-meaning, presents zero of what B was just talking about, mm -hmm. zero problem zero solution so there's no diagnosis and there's no course of treatment presented none at all and yeah. there's no success story there's no mm -hmm. here's how I, I was diagnosed here how i was treated here's what it looks like today there's none of that what there is is like oh please please stay please you don't want to go away and like and that's like these people are motivated by last time i'm going to mention instagram comments um <laughs> But there's this thing that occurs in the Instagram comments or other places, you know, that you see in like Facebook groups and stuff. This thing, this idea of you're keeping people from recovery by discouraging meeting attendance. And so I think that this is directly correlated to the problem that we're talking about right now, because in that paradigm meetings are the treatment for alcoholism but meetings don't treat alcoholism period hard stop no there's there's no there's there's no argument there but there is an argument there because the people who think that discouraging meeting attendance uh is what you're doing when you encourage people to do the steps and the steps is what you're pushing, and you're saying steps, 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 steps before meetings, steps before everything, do the steps. Um, the people who think that that's, that equates to, you know, discouraging recovery also think that alcoholism is something that is treated by meetings, by talking about your feelings. They think that it's group therapy. 
is a, is an effective treatment for this thing that they perceive as alcoholism, which by nature of that solution means that the problem is a nebulous, uh, you know, psychological mishmash of emotions and, you know, uh, what is it? Um, you're not socialized correctly, right? You mm-hmm. know? Well, and, it's the and meetings and the little behavior. F and the little F fellowship, right? It's like right. it's it's that same group is saying it's not just you have to get to meetings. It's like even this is what we're talking about a lot this season, right? Is like even people who are quote unquote in the big book circle, they still mm-hmm. have these kind of hangups or these like things that actually don't jive with the book, right? Which right. is this idea that while they would never come out, a lot of these people would never come out and say the people, places, and things that, you know, that B was talking about earlier. Um, It's like they are kind of insinuating it because they're like, but really we need you at the the Saturday morning meeting, bringing donuts 30 minutes early, and really we need you at the nooner, and and then we're going to go and all have lunch together. And you really do need to replace all those friends that you have with these people because simply the nature of being around those people, you are going to be in a bit trickier situation. And it's like, they kind of like end up, they kind of end up saying the same thing. They just do it in a slightly different way. Sure. Um, But you see that their life completely shifts from, you know, what they were doing to now all of a sudden AA or the people around recovery become the entire circle of what they're doing. Sure. And AA meetings become a huge part of what they're doing. And not again, not to say that I don't, send sponsees to meetings i do but with a slightly different aim right sure like yeah with a different goal uh in in mind the backseat driver podcast with dex farmer this week on the backseat driver podcast with dex farmer norton hilton Creator of Instagram recovery meme page, Stuff My Plug Says. And I mean, I mean, you know, in the first place, the whole entire reason that we started Stuff My Plug Says is because, you know, we're sitting around in meetings and uh, to pass the time, we're sharing recovery memes with each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But all these recovery meme accounts are so preachy. Oh. You know, the, uh, this, there's this whole thing, uh, right, there's this whole thing, Suboxone is sober. Okay, well, I'm on Suboxone. I haven't shot dope in my neck for a few 24 hours now. You're gonna tell me that I'm not sober? That's interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, as for me, as for me, someone who's been in recovery so long, someone who's been there, who's... I mean, you know, it's, it's suffice it to say, I'm I'm nobody to take advice from, right? You know, you, no one should be taking advice from me. I mean, I'm, again, I'm just some dope fiend who hasn't shot dope in his neck for, you know, a few 24 hours. There's no, there's no end. No, this any, goes on forever. No, so, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I am on a journey. Yeah, no, go ahead. This, there is never, there's never a destination. The, the destination doesn't exist. I think that the, the older you get, the longer you are on that path. But yeah, but the you, more. You know, absolutely, this, it's a journey, and so you know, I mean, if I'm going to sit here and try to tell you every day, I'm, I'm farting rainbows, I'm pissing sunshine, you know, and, and you know. 
this god, whatever you want to call God, is is something that's you know this, this benevolent force in my life, and I'm I'm happy all the time. I ah, blow it out your ass, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. that, that's that's what our meme page is about, you know. No, I've always I've always loved your work. Oh, why? Well, I, I I mean, I love your podcast. I lo- I love it. I think you're doing great. Oh. Now back to what I was trying to get to here, and which is basically. Um, you know, I always, I always thought you didn't like me. Why would you think I didn't like you? That's that's super weird. Nah, man. I mean, I I didn't know if anything had happened or not. I just, I, 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 I thought we had gotten along fine. I just, I think uh, everything you're doing for the recovery community is just, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's just like what we do at Stuff My Plug Says. Yeah, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. But still, I, I thought that you didn't like me. I, I love you, man. I think you're awesome. Because really, what it comes down to is uh, God is my plug now, you know? I mean, actually, I'm, I'm put, I might put that on a shirt. God is my plug now, you know? Even, even I, I really don't, I don't really believe in God and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. The Backseat Driver Podcast with Dex Farmer. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, if I'm working with a new person, to me, it's triage. It's the same thing when somebody comes into a meeting and I don't know who they are. And I hear, you know, like in this meeting last night, I hear some people who sound very desperate, sound very unhappy, sound very not recovered at all. Um, But I, I don't know the first thing about them, right? I don't know if these people are even alcoholics. I don't know if they maybe do have something that would be treated by talking about their feelings and talking about where they're mm-hmm. at and checking in. Tons of people do have something like that, you know? All I know is what this book, and this goes back to like 30 minutes ago, what I initially started out to say, this thing that's been coming through my mind recently is like, when I talk in meetings, I feel like I almost I almost want to like clarify, when I say alcoholic, I am literally just talking about the definition of alcoholism in this book. Like... And maybe let's even call it just an Alcoholics Anonymous alcoholic, you know, because it has gotten so fucking muddled by almost 90 years of, you know, whatever, that when I say alcoholic, most people, right, have some kind of conception of that. And they have some kind of conception of whether you can recover from it and some kind of conception of how you would go about doing that, right? It's it's like a loaded word. And to me, I feel like, at least you know, maybe delusionally, but I feel I feel like maybe if I just am super upfront and super clear, like I'm only talking about the type of alcoholic that this book is talking about. And you might call yourself an alcoholic and that might involve all kinds of other things that you think are very, very central to you identifying as an alcoholic. And that's fucking totally cool, dude. And and I don't really give a shit. I don't think the book gives a shit either. The book talks about alcoholics of our type, chronic alcoholics, alcoholics of a hopeless variety. I don't think that they would be making that distinction for 53 pages on who this one type of person is if even back then there weren't people who were like, oh, Roscoe, he's an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Like, just about some dude who just, like, drank too much one night or something. Um, Point of fact, my grandmother, who's been sober over 40 years... 
she, she who's not an alcoholic, she she thinks every fucking person who's ever drank too much is an alcoholic, you know? How is she doing with Zoom meetings? She's uh she's struggling. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and 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 like just <sighs> In our in our little group thread the other day, I don't know if you caught this, Fred. You're a busy man nowadays, but our friend, uh, what's his fake name? <laughs> so, our friend Roland sent a screenshot of <laughs> of a uh, of a Facebook post from one of the you know AA Facebook groups or whatever, Seventh Circle of Hell, um, and it was a woman who he knows, who was talking about, you know, seeking some experience, strength, and hope with basically with introducing a young child to Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, I think toddler might even be stretching it, but she was describing wanting like, divining that in this kid's future they're going to be an alcoholic because I can already see the behavioral patterns I can already see the character defects and she she was she was literally describing like well my fucking niece acts like that too (laughs) but like she's she's never had alcohol in her body so I have no fucking idea how she's gonna react to alcohol let alone like if if that's a negative reaction you know what I mean what does this have to do with alcoholism but like this person is literally saying how soon can I introduce my child who's never touched alcohol to Alcoholics Anonymous to save their life and I think that that speaks to a fundamental disconnect from the reality presented in this book that there's a specific person here and this obviously this is an extreme example but this goes so far beyond I drank three Bud Light you know seltzers and skinned my knee when I fell off my bike or whatever mm-hmm. this is a child who doesn't even know what alcohol is you know so like we are fundamentally talking about two different things this is not alcoholism, right? Yeah. And recently, um, and I, I've always had this experience with people, but just recently I've had this experience more where um, just in the last like week, I've had four people with, you know, lengths of sobriety who've reached out to me either for a specific question or like for sponsorship. And uh, they've all used the same language um, and to describe some things that are going on with them, um, which is like uh, trauma, mm. and, mm. and insinuating that somehow, like, and they've all had different versions of trauma. Like, it's not all the same, but they've all used the word trauma, childhood trauma, uh, you know, unhealed trauma. I don't even know what the fuck trauma is. Um, <laughs> I'm not a like I didn't go to school for this shit. Like, right. I don't like I have no yeah. experience with it. I don't know what you're talking about, and yet it's somehow in in 2021 and Alcoholics Anonymous, like this word has gotten intermingled enough mm-hmm. that on that four people who don't even know each other, right. Um, have all reached out and used that same word to describe the problem they're having around their alcoholism. Mm. You know, that this trauma is, is somehow related to Alcoholics Anonymous and alcoholism. And, uh, and you know, there's only one 
thing that all alcoholics have in common. There's one thing, and that is how we react when we drink alcohol. Right. And that's where it ends. Nothing else has to be, we don't have to have anything else in common. Um, now, could, and the, the funny thing is about the example that you just gave is that no person that I know who's actually worked all 12 steps and who works them out of the book would ever think that <laughs> sending a child who's never drank yeah. to Alcoholics Anonymous could ever be the right solution. Like it's right. not just like it couldn't. So it's like, what is this the is solution? Not even solution even Z. This is not offering? even plan Z, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's That's like a- you're offering. So it's like, what you want to do is send your kid to a room where they can talk to a bunch of other people really is what you like. Cause that's probably the person, right. Is probably right. meeting maker based yes. sobriety. Even, you know, it's like, right. um, which that's is cool. Funny. Good idea. Yeah. Get your kid therapy or friends. Yes. Right. <laughs> Except that um, if you take your young child to Alcoholics Anonymous, that's a surefire way to make sure they have some trauma. Right. <laughs> You're going to be, your kid is going to be traumatized. Like, then when I was three, my mom kept me going to meetings where guys were talking about shooting meth in their neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Wow. I learned more about being a drug addict alcoholic in AA than I ever did sure outside, you know, yeah. like after I went back out after being in Alcoholics Anonymous for 3 years, I I had like taken it was like I had taken college preparatory classes right. on being a drug addict, you know. I was yeah. introduced to things I didn't even know existed. Right. I mean, I I was in and out of AA before I was legal age to drink. And I remember being like desperate and alone in Salt Lake City, Utah, and going, "Oh yeah, that guy said he drank Old Spice once." <laughs> you know, it's like gross. <laughs> like, oh, no, I could try that. <laughs> um. So you know, really, what this brings to mind is B. Yeah. What is your inciting incident? What's the What's the core trauma that makes you <laughs> physically react to alcohol? <laughs> just being born okay just just being born that's it i didn't yeah i didn't choose it it just happened and it's been traumatic every day ever since (laughs) the 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 school of thought that you're that you're talking about there is like it's so diametrically opposed to what is in the book in one easily definable way the the alcoholism described in the book alcoholics anonymous is not causal there's not an inciting incident there's mm-hmm. no there's no core trauma that we're getting at and the reason yeah. for that is i think twofold is that you don't need it to recover from the thing being described you don't need some further explanation as to why it happened and secondly we're not fucking qualified. Right. We, we, we're, exactly. it's, we are lay people, right? And, and the other thing is, like, even if you are a licensed psychotherapist, within the confines of AA, someone approaching you for sponsorship, you have no fucking business trying to head shrink that person. Your responsibility is to take them to the 12 steps. And if you get this person through the actions in the book and they're still fucking wacky, Get them to therapy. Yeah. It makes me think of like um, in Fred's story, 
when Fred uh, drinks and and then and then goes on his bender, and then he comes to realize, like he has the experience of having like a, a true first step mm-hmm. and defines himself as hopeless. And it is not until the next paragraph when the guy, the two guys from AA show back up and he, they sit down and he says, you know, that they smile at him, which he doesn't like very much. <laughs> um, and cause they're like, we knew this was like, we knew this was going to happen. Right. right yeah. But then he says that for two hours, they pile on him heaps of evidence. Mm. Now, this guy has already defined himself as hopeless by himself. He's already been to Alcoholics Anonymous. He already, by all accounts, understands the problem and the solution because they outlined it to him before and he chose not to accept it, which mm. is fine. Um and then they come back and for two additional hours, they pile on him heaps of evidence um, explaining um, what an alcoholic is, you know, and probably also what an alcoholic isn't. Um, and, uh, and, and that's for those guys, that's part of their job. Right. right. And, you know, John, you were talking about how that's one thing you don't hear about in Alcoholics Anonymous is 10 and 11. And I agree, um, you know, and, and when I do hear about it, it's usually confused anyway. It's like they're describing 11 and talking about 10. Um, and uh, but what I also don't hear about is this process. You know, I don't hear about this process mm. where the person who is recovered is going and actually saying, you know what, you you aren't an alcoholic, actually, by our yeah. definition. You are not this person, and uh, we need to talk a little bit more about this, or you might need to try this, or you might need to try that, um, because this program I don't think is for you. Right. And yet a quarter of the book, a quarter of the book is dedicated to this, mm-hmm. and so it tells us how important this is. Mm-hmm. This is the key. Otherwise, they wouldn't put a quarter of it in compared to... Um, Page 75, the steps for six and seven, it's like a paragraph. Mm-hmm. A paragraph for six and seven, 40-something pages for step one and qualification. Right. That's how right. vital this is. But we have entire weekends devoted to six and seven. <laughs> and I can't remember the last time I saw somebody going on a weekend retreat to discover how to better um, you know, define what it, uh, an alcoholic is and how to talk to a new person. Or what, what about... on earth would you talk about for a weekend in six and seven? <laughs> What about, uh, I mean, we, we put on a sponsorship workshop and the, there was, I, I, I remember one negative comment about it. There was only one that I remember seeing at all. Um, and it was on Instagram, of course, seventh circle of hell. Um, and it was another, like, I'm a recovery meme page. It was another one of those. And they commented on it and they were like, what the fuck is a sponsorship workshop? I don't think I'd want a sponsor who needs one of those. And it's like, it's exactly what you're just talking about. I was like, well, well, yeah, many people don't know how to do this. That's what we're doing. That's what we were talking about all that day. You know, we're talking about how can I be more effective at conveying this book information to new people? You don't want to know how to like, don't come. I don't, that's fine. (laughs) I didn't hang it on your fucking front door, dude. I must be heard. <laughs> the, the, um, do you have any reading or anything that you brought, B? I, yep, I have many. Okay, I don't want to um, monopolize anything here. I got one, one more thing. I have a lot on okay. this. <laughs> so basically, what recovered looks like for me, and it's the obvious one. 
Um, I was taking a sponsee through it last night, actually, and when you get to it taking a sponsee through, it's a message of hope. Mm. It's the possibility that that change is available, and me as the sponsor reading it out, it's now fact in my life, Mm. and that is page 25. The great fact is this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. Now, I didn't do that. I didn't even choose that. To be honest, I didn't even want that. But I did my steps, and that is what I have. Mm. That is what me being recovered looks like. Right. In, end of end of podcast. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, it, is, it is really funny that... Um someone could enter into this the, these actions with the attitude and outlook that I had when I started them, but just yeah. do them and just get that. Yeah, it works if you do it, right? Mm. Right. There was a, who's it? Clarence's sponsor always says that uh, AA is not, a program for people who need it. It's not a program for people who want it. It's a program for people who do it. Do it and it yeah. works. Um, the only other thing that I that comes to mind for me with this topic is way off in the other realm. Uh, we've been talking mostly about people who, man, these people are not <laughs> reading this book and <laughs> doing the work anyway right um but there's another another group of people who are very very vehement about doing the work out of the book um and who are very insistent about the recovered thing being a recovered alcoholic um and let me first say I don't give a shit how somebody introduces themselves at an AA meeting I knew this is what you were going to talk about (laughs) I don't care right Except for, uh, my name is Jack. I'm a dipsomaniac. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that, guy, that guy needs to go away. <laughs> um, the, uh, my name's alcohol. My problem's Jim. <laughs> yeah. All the, cu- <laughs> the cutesy things. Don't do the cutesy things. <laughs> Other than that, I don't give a shit. You want to be a grateful recovering alcoholic? I mean, I- I- I'm going to chuckle under my breath, like in my, in my brain quietly. Um, just cause it's, you know, it's, it's kind of cute. How, you can't hear that for 20 years and not think it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. except, except it's always, hi, I'm a grateful <laughs> recovering alcoholic. <laughs> Buddy, you don't sound very fucking grateful. Like you share and I'll tell you if you're grateful and I'll tell you if you're recovering. Yes, like, exactly. hi, I'm just Grateful recovering. Frozen in the in the amber of depression. <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure you're either. Um yeah, so the the f- far other side of the field is this like my name's Jack Barnes and I'm a recovered alcoholic, you know. Um <laughs> I am a recovered alcoholic, you know, the guys who introduce himself like that. And again, like, I don't give a shit how you introduce yourself. It kind of does uh, feel a little weird when you get, like, real violent about it. But um, mm. um, what's 
what 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 has come to my mind on this and what interests me is the insistence that recovered people introduce themselves as recovered people. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know how familiar you guys are with that. Um, I'm a fan of speaker tapes. I like speaker tapes. It's like a like I've never understood the dudes who listen to like every live performance that's been bootlegged by like Fish or Dave Matthews Band or some shit. Like I've never been one of those guys, even though music's like my my number one thing. Um, but I'll just have speaker tapes on like while I'm working. Like I just have them in the background. It's just something I dig. It's like oh yeah, this is like uh, you know Jimmy live at uh, you know whatever. It's it's the same thing. I'm just listening to some speaker I like. Um, and a lot of the speakers that I like, and plenty of people in meetings, um, seem to really, really be emphatic that recovered people need to say, my name's John Barleycorn and I'm a recovered alcoholic. Now, two things on this. Um, they always want to say, the book instructs me to introduce myself as a recovered alcoholic. Mm-hmm. The problem there being it does not instruct you to do that. The book doesn't tell you how to introduce yourself at all, right? And the other thing is that, like, in tandem with this, I never talk in in a meeting, certainly not at, like, a treatment center or if I'm asked to speak from a podium or something. I never talk at an AA meeting without talking about being recovered. Yeah. And I always talk about being approached by a recovered alcoholic when I was not recovered. Um, And I talk about it in the context of why it's important and what it means to be recovered. Right. Because I feel like, you know, what we've been talking about for an hour now, it it all goes back to this. This is not being heard. You know, Mm. it's not being heard by a lot of people. Um, And I would I would like to read the part where people say that the book tells them to introduce themselves as a recovered alcoholic because it's been, it's been given to me as a direction by numerous people in the form of the book tells you to introduce yourself this way. And to me, I, I don't, I don't know that the, I don't know that the book says that. And since we're doing this season where we're saying, Hey, big book people, I don't know. Maybe this thing you're saying is not really in the book. Maybe, (laughs) maybe rethink that. I figured I'd jump on this. So page 90, it says, sometimes it is wise to wait until he goes on a binge. The family may object to this, but unless he is in a dangerous physical condition, it is better to risk it. Don't deal with him while he is very drunk unless he is ugly and the family needs your help. Wait for the end of a spree or at least for a lucid interval. Then let his family or a friend ask him if he wants to quit for good and if he would go to any extreme to do so. If he says yes, then his attention should be drawn to you as a person who has recovered. You should be described to him as one of a fellowship who, as part of their own recovery, try to help others and who will be glad to talk to him if he cares to see you. I think that that's a really different thing than you're doing something wrong if you don't introduce yourself as a recovered alcoholic in a meeting. I think that's a really different thing. And my experience in in living the directions of the book is that the context of any line I pull out of the book matters. Yep. It, it matters yeah. who's saying yep. it, about who, 
and it matters in what area of the book they're talking, right? This mm -hmm. is talking about actively seeking out newcomers, and it's talking about not prejudicing them against you in the program. It's talking about not, you know, ingratiating yourself. It's talking about how to successfully approach someone who's wet and how the people in their life should introduce you to them. And I think that it's a vastly different thing. And I think that a lot of that has gotten lost because the 12 step calls uh, of the days of yore, you know, that that's not the most common way that we meet new people anymore. We now right, meet yeah. new people in meetings or treatment centers or whatever, by and large, or on Zoom now. And I don't know that it's the same context sitting in a meeting saying, I'm a recovered right. alcoholic. Um, again, I don't think you're fucking up to introduce yourself that way. I find it very weird to be insistent that other people introduce themselves that way. Um, or to police the way that anyone, you know, talks about being recovered. I think it's weird. And that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> nice. Um, the main thing I got out of your reading there, John, was um, really important, unless he is ugly. So if I'm going to take things out of the book, out of context, I'm going to go around <laughs> looking for ugly people to work with. <laughs> Is that dude ugly? Oh, that dude's ugly. I'm I'm going to go and deal with him. Right. <laughs> well, it's also, you know, it's like, um, it doesn't just say, hey, I just walk in and say, hey, I'm Fred and I'm a recovered alcoholic and then walk away. <laughs> it's insinuating that yeah. you're going to take time to explain what that even means. Right. Right. It's like, uh, we're certainly not doing that. Those people that you're speaking of are not necessarily doing that. You know, they're just saying it and it's supposed to mean something. Um, and the people that you're describing, the, the more militant of them, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you want to wonder why people think we're a cult. Like, sure. you know, everyone must introduce themselves the same first and last name. Like, it's just as weird as like, you have to be in a meeting every day. Like, you know, yeah. miss your daughter's birthday. Like it's right. It's like you're, you're, <laughs> This is dependence on things human. That's the, it's right. what you're doing. You know, it's like, yeah. would I yeah. would I rather a new person who I just took on spend all day with me writing their fourth step and get it done in one day? Or would I rather them get to the meeting half an hour early, set up chairs, make coffee, mm -hmm. shake everyone's fucking yeah. hand, and then after the meeting, put the chairs down? You know what I mean? It's like... But that's going to bring you the... That's going to defeat your self-centeredness by setting up those chairs. Right. So that's the power. Yeah. And you have to salute me, by the way. Say that you recovered, but not until you're recovered, and salute me. Right. <laughs> I am your grand sponsor, after all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Pappy. <laughs> My Pap sponsor. <laughs> Tell me when you're ready. All right. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Basic math. Oh, 18 questions. <laughs> with Fred, John, and B. <laughs> I love it. All right, B. Uh, question I'm ready. one. Yep. How long did it take you to do the steps? Uh, 16 months. I did my first steps in NA, and you'll be shocked by this. 16 months is actually quite quickly for NA. Yeah. Nice. You were like the 
Usain Bolt meets Einstein of NA step work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I did my I did my fourth step writing it out in one weekend. Did they one weekend? It is possible, people. It is possible <laughs> to write your fourth step in a weekend, even if you're in NA. I am living proof. When you tell people that in NA, were they like, "There's no way you went deep enough"? <laughs> no. I've lost a couple sponsees to NA, and it's always, well, you know, they go a little deeper. And my like my internal oh. dialogue is like, well, you haven't done any of the step work I've given you at all, so I'm not sure that you can gauge how deep we were going. But okay, um, my first question for you would be, what is the most atrocious difference between NA and AA in your personal experience? Fuck, that's a good question. Okay, the thing, the thing that gets me, and it's it's small, but for me it's big. There are no promises mm. in the NA basic text. Huh. Huh. I didn't know that. Makes sense, though. I need... Yeah. <laughs> like, I need those promises. They are both a, a, a promise of hope of what I can get, but they're also a checklist mm. of where I'm at spiritually. Mm. If I can tick off those promises today, then I know that I'm connected to my God. So that kind of hurts not having those promises in the book. Promises are great. So that's it. No promises in the NA basic text. As far as I know, I should disclaimer, I haven't read a lot of the NA basic text. <laughs> I've read it once. I've read it once. And then I was like, I'm going to go to the big book. So yeah, disclaimer, they might be in there and you'll get lots of hate comments. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, we have a, a huge contingency of NA fans listening. <laughs> I mean, I do Brilliant. think there's like a, a good barometer, which is that like um, DAA and and uh, all these other CAHA, fellowships that have, yeah. CA, all these other ones that have popped yeah. up, they all choose to use the AA basic text as their text and they just substitute the language. Right. I've yet to hear of like a new fellowship popping up and, and that it's like, man, I can't wait to use that NA book. You know, I just don't think that's yeah. a thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So my first question for Fred and John, what is the most damaging thing you've heard at least 10 times in an AA meeting? Oh, shit. You go first. <laughs> Keep coming back. Oh, Fred, <laughs> you went there. <laughs> wow. Wow. Are, are we going with, like, uh, think about it, or are we going with first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, sorry, I First thing that, that comes to mind. Just don't drink no matter what. Mm. Yep. Brilliant. Easy. Horrible. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, how did your sponsor approach you? So, I approached my sponsor in NA. I heard her speak. Shock horror, it's a woman, and I'm a man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, Get off my and, fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Be you absolute slut. What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah. And she was recovered. And I approached her and yeah, brilliant. And then I did the same to my AA sponsor. I approached him and said, hey, I've been qualified in AA. 
I would like an AA sponsor. Are you willing to take me through the steps? And he was like, fuck yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember your first meeting? If so, what was it like? Oh, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I, I knew about recovery and I had seen the results working in someone's life. So I finally made a decision that I am done and I'm going to go into the rooms and I'm going to sort this shit out. I walk in there full of a beautiful like pride in myself because I was willing to change. I was willing to let something happen to me and be rid of my old life. And I walk in the room thinking that there would be people like me who are fucking stoked to be there, who are stoked to get the solution. And I walk in and everyone looked depressed, like so miserable. And I was like, what am I doing here? And then I remember only one share and it was just sexist and misogynistic and just kind of disgusting really. And I walked out and I'm like, I'm never going back. I'm never going back in the rooms. And luckily I found a meeting that suited me and I stayed. And here I am today. So yeah, it was it was a bad experience, my first meeting. It was not joyful at all. Hmm. You, did, you never told me Fred shared in your first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That no, that's okay. that's harrowing though to think. Did that you that's say what racist people... and misogynistic? Because then it no. would be. Oh. Was this the trifecta of racist, misogynistic, and transphobic? And homophobic. Homophobic. Yeah. 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 Trifecta. Hat yeah. trick. Hat trick, Fred. You did it. Thank you. Good share. Oh, the goal. Goal. But no, that's so. that's hor that's horrifying that people come to recovery in excitement yeah to find a solution and they find that yeah. yeah and then it happened at the other meeting i went to the very next day again and yeah yeah it happened on a monday night it happened on a tuesday night and then i was like fuck this i'm done and i don't know how god clearly um i found a beautiful meeting i found a meeting with not a bunch of assholes. Awesome. Yeah, it worked. So, my second question for you both. Sum up step 11 morning ritual in 12 words or less. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. Here I am, rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> Wait, I'm doing syllables. <laughs> um... <laughs> 12 words or less? Yep. Okay. On awakening, ask God to direct my thinking and await guidance. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Painted uh, myself in a corner at the end there. <laughs> 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 
friend's fucking over here with an abacus. Did I? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the directions are on 86 and 87. <laughs> yes. Well done. Fred. Cheap, That's cheap heat. Answer. Bringing cheap heat, dude. That's <laughs> not fair. Genius. <laughs> See, I, I always overcomplicate things. That's just my alcoholism. Yeah. That's yeah. just your alcoholism thrown through there, John. <laughs> Such an alcoholic. Um, okay, I'm going to make this one. I don't know if our listeners have picked up on it yet, but I, uh, you do have a bit of an accent. Um, so I'm going to make had, this one. I had no idea that I had an accent. You do. Yeah. Now I'm finding out. Or do we? Bye. So, um, so I'll make this one... Uh, uh, location-based. So, is okay. New Zealand AA completely fucked? <laughs> so, when you ask, is AA fucked, are you talking about the fourth edition? Because that's the book that I've got. And <laughs> AA is the book, right? Like, honestly, oh, yeah. how dare you? Using how your words you against you. <laughs> I love it. How dare you suggest that this book is fucked? I love it. The what fifth a, edition what definitely a perfect is. Perfect answer. But <laughs> that's great. So yeah, perfect. So assuming you're asking if meetings are fucked, um, I feel like if I comment on this, I would be putting myself in a position to limit God's power. Mm. Like God used NA to help me. Right. God uses AA to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So. There are aspects of meetings which are really frustrating, mm. but God's talk shows up and their power's limitless. Yeah. That's it. Great answer. I, I might actually have to retire just that. Just get rid of that question now. <laughs> question now. <laughs> You've really. I've broken your one. question. Sorry. Love it. No, it's awesome. I didn't mean to bring love into such a sarcastic podcast. <laughs> Do we come off as sarcastic? Oh, wait, I'll save that one for the next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it me now? It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know you're up against the deadline. I didn't realize what time it was. Sorry. Oh, you're good. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Okay. Question three. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you really go through all those step guides in NA? Or are you just fucking with us? I really did. I answered every single question. It felt like homework, and it was, it was, it was. It's long, man. It's fucking long. I think that's like a double-edged sword because it's like this is clearly a person who wants recovery, but it's like I'm giving you a chess set, and I'm like, if you should master this, you will be recovered, and it's just like, (laughs) no, that's not. I don't. I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah. ace the SATs, and then you'll be good. And like, I don't, what? Huh? Right now in your life, does it seem like that was a profound waste of time? Like, does it, or does it seem like giving that to someone, do you feel weird? Like saying, hey, here's these stepbook guides. Would you feel weird doing that? So, um, I did my first steps out of the green and gold, the NA step working guide, and yeah, it was long and there's a lot of writing. As soon as I started to get sponsees, I took them through the big book. So I've never taken anyone through the green and gold. Yeah, proof's in the pudding then. I think so. (laughs) 
Yeah. Nice. That's it. Awesome. Okay, now for a serious question. What the fuck is an AA clubhouse? And is Mickey Mouse there all the time? <laughs> Do you guys not have like um like meeting no. houses or anything? No. No, I have no idea what a clubhouse is. Do you have Okay. Do you have like local maybe uh like non-tribal non-religious cultural like social centers there like a social recreation center like a here they call it like lions club or whatever yes okay stuff like that so it's like that without any of the culture uh (laughs) (laughs) smoking or now vaping caffeinated beverages Good. People with nothing but time on their hands sitting around, uh, m- squashing the enthusiasm of newcomers, and then there's like a meeting every ninety minutes. Yes. In a in a in okay. a room where like maybe the guys who are hanging out there all day will go into the meeting. Probably not. Yeah. It's actually so, a really good description. <laughs> <laughs> so, why would be my follow up question? Well, this goes back to the. Uh, you gotta stay busy. You got you gotta change everything. Oh, no. The only thing you gotta change is everything. You gotta stay busy. Mm-hmm. You know. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that the whole thing that the book talks about to re-enter the mainstream of life is the opposite of that. It's what Fred was talking about earlier. Your whole life becomes AA. It's that you know. Wow. To a point. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for trying to answer that, and I feel like um, my spirituality has taken a step in the wrong direction <laughs> hearing what an AA clubhouse is. I feel further from God I am now dumber. Hearing, hearing what now an dumber AA clubhouse is. So thanks for that. When you come visit us in the United States, we'll uh, we'll do like a whole tour. We'll oh, like yeah. go around and just visit Alano clubs all throughout the United States. Absolutely. Oh, please no. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. How many meetings do you attend a week? Okay, I'm going to start this answer by saying when I first came into recovery, I was told to do 1990. Mm-hmm. And what I did was one a week. Because <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I did not have the capability of doing more than one a week. And I recovered. It worked. Yeah. Um, I don't like meetings. I don't blame you. So I would, ideally, I would want now to go to one a week. But because we're in the middle of a pandemic here in New Zealand and we're in lockdown at the moment, I probably do like six or seven a week. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to go. It's just that when I connect with God and I have a message to share and I want to help people, I end up going to meetings. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, lots at the moment. Awesome. Uh, okay, please rank your top three intoxicants. Yes, I was hoping you'd ask this one. <laughs> okay, number one, by a long way, is my own sense of self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A little esoteric, but I'm with you. Uh, like, like that is the one that'll get me the fastest. 
I will be infatuated the quickest and the heaviest. And just, yeah, thinking about myself. That is my number one intoxicant. Awesome. Number two is women. 100%. Like, they're just great. So, yeah, that's, that's, that speaks for itself. Women in general, I love them. Um, number three would be the beautiful, warm embrace of opioids. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, if it had to come third, it's not a it's bad there. top two. Not a bad top two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next question, and it's that um, same um, same step 11. In the nightly ritual, should you inventory, pray, and then wank, or should you wank, do your inventory, and then pray? This is important for newcomers, because I didn't know how to do this, and I still don't really know. So yeah, pray, inventory, wank, or wank, inventory, then pray. Fred's my masturbation sponsor, so I'm going to let him answer this one. Right. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's pray, inventory, pray, masturbate, pray. Pray again. Cry. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, you forgot about yeah. <laughs> Perfect I, answer. For me, I, I, feel, I feel like it uh, depends on my day, you know? Depends on the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Within me, there's oh, this multitudes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, when did you feel the nearness of your creator? So, probably in early childhood. Mm. And I've been able to feel the nearness of my creator on and off my entire life when I wasn't smashed out on drugs and alcohol. Mm. Um, but getting the power in my life was when step nine made amends to my parents mm. the amends i didn't want to do mm. after i did that that was when i tapped into a new power awesome yeah Hell yeah. yeah it was amazing amazing <sighs> okay um when was the last time you heard someone's fist step? Oh, a little while ago. Probably, um, I'm going to say a month and a half. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's my question. Um, what is your favorite line in the big book? Mm. Yeah, so actually what you read earlier, B, on page 25. Yeah. Um, that's my, that paragraph, uh, you know, that God has entered into our lives. And every time somebody reads that, doesn't matter what I'm doing, like I, my eyes, I instinctively, my eyes close and my entire body, I can, my, yeah. like I get goosebumps. And yeah. um, I fully believe that there's only two kinds of people in Alcoholics Anonymous, people who react that way to that reading and people who don't. Um, and, uh, and that's it. Like, you know, yeah. I don't believe that the world is very binary. Um, God is very gray to me, but I do believe that there's only there's only two folks. You're, you're either recovered or you're not. You either yeah. get that paragraph or you right. don't. That's that's really it. Fuck so. yes. Hell yeah. I love it. I love it. 
Mine is on page 101. Um, so our rule is not to avoid a place where there's drinking, if we have a legitimate reason for being there. That includes bars, nightclubs, dances, receptions, weddings, and plain ordinary whoopee parties. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right, Fred. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, okay, this is it, right? This is the last round? Yep. Yep. Okay, this is the I, last I was making sure I was I like track. this death match, match version of this. Yeah, this is yeah. fun. 12 crush, yeah. questions. I cannot speak. No, you're... Yeah. Jesus. I've been eating Not Tide enough. Pods all morning. I don't know what's going on. Not enough on. green tea. <laughs> um, okay. So, yep. uh... So, we'll go to... We're going to go to Food Corner. Nice. Um, so... Okay. Tell me something that I don't know about New Zealand cuisine. Mm. That New Zealand lamb, roast lamb, is the most delicious food you will have in your entire life. I don't doubt that. I love lamb. It's the best. It is just... Yeah, it is the best. That's it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so fuck, marry, kill. Yep. Are you comfortable with this? Yes, I would kill Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would marry John Barleycorn because he pretends to be all tough, but actually he's like really, really lovely and a big teddy bear. Good guy. And yeah. I would fuck I would fuck Fred because he's got those just daddy vibes all over him. Fred's yeah. Fred's a big time zaddy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean i i had a I had a three that I thought was pretty strong, but that's that was good. Okay, cool. that was good. We can thanks. Just, let's do my three as a backup. Okay. 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 So, fuck, Go marry, kill. Alcoholics Anonymous. Narcotics oh. Anonymous. Yeah. New Zealand roast lamb. Okay. I like that you look tortured. <laughs> no, he's completely tortured. This is when I wish we had video on these things because the reaction to that was just classic. You've really stumped okay. him. I can't. I can't. Because I can't. I can't. I can't kill one of them because each one has brought me closer to God. <laughs> Roast lamb, like, definitely. Every time you eat it, that is the nearness of your creator right there. <laughs> I started in NA. I did my steps in NA. That, yeah, brought me closer to God. And having qualified as an alcoholic, I now get an AA as well, and that brings me closer to God. So, sorry, I'm out. I fail. <laughs> okay. Well, you already answered the other one that you made up yourself, so we're good. I think we're good on that. Phew. All right, what's your last okay, question? So the final question, and it's mainly for Fred. What the fuck is your problem with people who knit? <laughs> were you, like, stabbed by knitting needles or something in the past? Because every podcast is like, these motherfuckers that knit, they're just knitting, Fred. What's your problem? I love that you're directing that at him when I'm the one who's made, like, 50 yeah, memes. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> is it? No, I is think it? that's oh, mostly... I'm so sorry. 
It's okay. I think you say it more on the podcast, but I probably go That's harder probably on it. it. It's low-hanging fruit, and I'm a shitty comedian, so... Aww. I mean, I... Um, yeah, same. <laughs> Aww. Well, that's a really sad way to end the podcast. <laughs> I don't think you guys are that unfunny. I like you. We like you, too. Oh, do you want to plug your do you want to plug your new uh, Instagram account? Do I Lambzaddy well, at AOL.com? Sure. It's just pictures of me eating lamb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it comes out of the big book, clearly, because that's where all good recovery accounts come from. And it's at menace to serenity. Yeah. It's like it. it's new and it's not particularly funny. But it's the, uh, and if you want to get in touch with me, that's where I am. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I think we all know 13th stepping, you know, fucking newcomers. Yeah, we, you know, we can move yeah. on from that, right? We don't I forgot that. about yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, B, love you. Awesome to have so you awesome. on here. Thank you so awesome. much for doing this with us. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's great. And I appreciate you bringing questions. That was. That was a yeah. chef kiss moment. Super dope. Wonderful. That was very New Zealand roast lamb of you. Appreciate it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Awesome, dudes. Well, y'all enjoy yourselves on this lovely day. And um, yeah, thanks yeah. again, man. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Dean. See y'all soon. See ya. Thanks for listening.